Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you, October 20th, 2022. Scoots, I feel like we're getting on a little later every day. I know we had some hiccups this morning, but... No, we're only a minute late today. 7.06. Sometimes I make fun of the Rutherford Show and Trevor Show for not starting till like, 10 after. And it's like, well, Trevor just doesn't want to work as much, so that's why they start mm. later. We can't do that. No. Five is okay. Yeah, no, we, we just... Six is tardy. We had some things to work out this morning. We but did. We, we're only a minute late. We did. I'm going to get into that here in a moment. TJ Walker, that is our producer, Justin Kalen, a.k.a. Scooter Dingus, a.k.a. Scoots, a.k.a. Hoosier Dingus. Scooter Dingus. Yeah, JK47. The list goes on and on. And joining us, we are in studio today, Big Blue Drew. BBD, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Good morning. <laughs> Always great to be in the luxuries of the Big X Sports Studio. So, Man. going great. Good morning, everyone. I'm going on a few rants today. Rant number one, this studio. Boss man, if you're listening, if anybody's listening, if anybody's out there, SOS, save our studio. No lights on in the actual studio work. Now, you may say, well, TJ, why don't you bring your own light bulbs? One, forgot. <laughs> Two, do you bring your own light bulbs into your into your office at B-Y-O-L. work? B-Y-O-L. My goodness gracious. So no lights. Secondly, whatever smell is in here that I am 100% convinced is like some sort of mold, um, something good, not good to be breathing in, it only gets worse and worse. Third, what was the third? Oh, the TV, TV. the TV, TV. doesn't, the TV doesn't work. <laughs> TV doesn't work because I was like, all right, we never watch the TV on in here, anyways. Very, very randomly do we put it on, and there has to be like a soccer match or something going on because it's seven a.m. There's not much going on at golf. this hour. Golf, we'll get golf on from time to time. Well, I'll say especially this, DJ, overseas. As we were walking in, we were greeted by the stray cat. Mm-hmm. The aroma immediately hit you. You held your cool pretty good. Mm-hmm. We came in. You flipped the light switch. Didn't work. And then by the time the TV didn't work, you were kind of at your bowling point, and it, it took three, and I don't blame you. <laughs> which I which I, I I was told on Monday the lights don't work. I was just you know wishful thinking that maybe some light bulbs had magically reappeared then or started to work again. Didn't happen. So last ditch effort, this TV that we never watch, very rarely use, 
well, it's light. It would provide more light in here. Big Blue Drew is nice enough and just an all-around gentleman. Brings in breakfast again. He has, unfortunately, kind of fallen into the trap of, like, he's the breakfast guy. Yep. So he's got to bring the breakfast in. But he went... He really loaded up. Thornton's donuts that are just look delicious. Yes, they do. But Big Blue Drew also stopped by Dairy Queen. The best Dairy Queen Dairy around Queen. over here, for sure. So, I have a good Thornton story really quick, too, TJ. So I stopped in a Thornton's because I've you know, got to be on brand here if you're going to bring mm-hmm. breakfast to Kentucky Roll Call. So I stopped at Thornton's, and you know, not only was it clean, everyone was friendly. I actually observed the... Uh, you know, the person making the, the fresh sandwiches and things, recognize the customer by name and just be like, hey, it's Thursday. You got this X name. I think her name was Sheila. So it just it Shout really out ma- Sheila. made me feel warm and fuzzy. Not only do they have fire donuts, but, you know, they're going above and beyond in there. Yeah, that, that was a really nice plug for Thornton. Shout out to Thorntons and Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. That is 100% true, though. Whenever I've gone into Thornton's in the, in the morning, it, it does kind of like doesn't kind of wake you up where it's like, hey, look, the blue collar folk out and about, and, I, and I'm amongst them. Like, it does, and I was out way earlier than normal today, like way earlier. My daughter had to be at school crazy early, and I was like, it's kind of like everyone you pass, you're just kind of like in some solidarity with them. Like, yeah, we're out crazy it is. early. You, you we, really we, are. We got this together. So if you're not a morning person and you ever find yourself up early in the morning, pop by at Thornton's, get a feel for the blue collar lifestyle, and then just like snap a selfie as if it's like everyday thing for you, and then all your friends on social media will be like, wow. This person's pretty blue collar. They go to Thornton's in the morning. They got it all figured out. Big Blue Drew's got it figured out by giving us this breakfast. What'd you get, Scoots? He he's got even like I he, he knows preferences. He, yeah, he knows what we like and don't like. Yeah, <laughs> I got so I got the biscuits and gravy, and I'm uh, come over for a donut here after a while. Thanks, Drew. Means a lot. Yeah, we're gonna. I mean, we we love having you in because you feed us. One Thornton's donut fills me up. True. So, uh, that with a Dairy Queen breakfast, I may have to get rolled out of here. But <laughs> it is bulking season. Summer yep. beach body, I've put that away for the year. I mean, I was rocking Big Blue Drew, just Pelotron and left and right looking like a total stud. Now I can really let my hair down, let myself go. Understood, understood. Mm-hmm. Totally fun time of the year. So uh, that's rant one. We bring in special guest Big Blue Drew to a studio that is quite literally falling apart. Uh, but he still loves us, I think. Uh, you, you accept us for who we are, not how we look. Yeah, it's, I, I don't judge a book by its cover. And I actually, when I walked in, the aroma that hit me originally, I thought was greatness. <laughs> I didn't smell an aroma. I guess I've gotten used to it. Or it's you. Or it's me. I mean, yeah, or it's around me. during the during the the radio show. It's just too good to pass up. Not pass up. So, okay, let me finish that bite. Uh, happy Severe Wheeler Day to everybody. Woo! To all that celebrates. Is this another Matt Sack thing? Yeah, it is. The oh, sack, I didn't the, realize the, that. Sack pack. The sack pack's at it again. Well, that man, I got. I'm a huge, huge celebrator of that. Yeah, uh, you are a big. You're, you're one of the probably. The biggest, you, you, say it. You are leading the the, yeah. the Game of Thrones reference. You're leading the King's Guard of Severe Wheeler. I you, think after Big Blue Madness, I phrased it on Twitter as um, I'm starting my five-and-a-half-month shift as his um, hater shutter downer. So he'll, he'll have a lot just because of the way that he plays. There'll be games when you'll be coming in here, and I might have to call in and defend him or something. But, yeah, big Severe guy. And I think it speaks a lot, too. They took him down to SEC Media Days that he's um, – He's a, he's a leader of the team, I would say, as well. Yeah, I, I don't know if maturity is an issue going into this season. I know last season when things started to kind of go a little bit south for the team, there were rumors that he was a 
not handling it well, but losing impacts everybody a little bit differently. Uh, I do think him going to SEC Media Days was a sign of maybe trust or just um, we hopefully maybe a, a corner has been turned if that if all those rumors at the end of last season were true. He also first team SEC and maybe yeah, they that. maybe they were like, hey, we can't bring down the Player of the Year because he's dealing with an injury, recovering from surgery, so. Because you don't want to, you, you normally try to bring your good players. Now, there's no rule for the SEC media day about who you can or can't bring. But like if a team brought two walk-ons, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot a little bit because people aren't going to be as interested talking to those people. You want to bring people that are going to generate a little bit of buzz. Lance Ware was an interesting choice, maybe going with like the fourth big in the rotation. <laughs> but he's a great talker and he's fun to hear and he's a good guy by all accounts. I do wonder if they were like, all right, well, if we're bringing Lance because we can't bring Oscar, we need to bring somebody that has some national accolades. Let's go ahead and bring Severe down there with them. Or maybe it's just uh, we want to bring our experienced veteran guys. Oscar is hurt. He couldn't go. Let's bring Severe and let's bring Lance. I, I would have to re- have my memory refreshed on how Cal normally does that. I feel like he typically does take you know two of his top players, whatever, you know, for that season. But I looked at it a little differently, TJ. I kind of – Saw Lance Ware go and almost took it as like a little bit of a reward. You know, he maybe doesn't get that in the form of playing time. But from everything that we hear, you know, he's kind of that bulldog in practice and a good culture guy. So um, to him, maybe that was a good reward that he got to go represent, you know, Kentucky basketball at media day when he's not one that typically gets that like, you know, during game broadcast. That's no, that's a really good point. And there's probably truth to that as well. In years past, you're right. It's normally a blend of – Good talker, good with media, good player, and if you can get experience, then you you lean towards experience as well, and you kind of blend that together. And that's normally who they try to take down there for the SEC media days. But that could totally be it for Lance. One, he's entertaining to hear. He can carry a conversation. He's not a liability to say something like, yeah, we're going 40-0 and there's no chance we lose to anybody. Like He's not going to give a, a bulletin board quote for an opposing team. So he's a good talker, and but it definitely could be, hey, we'll throw you a bone. You've been such a good teammate. You've been in the program. Hop on this private jet with Cal and Severe, and let's go down there and have some fun for, for 12 hours, and then we'll, we'll get you back by bedtime, which is funny. That was always the times I covered SEC media days. You'd be, I'd be like writing a story, and Cal would tweet at Donato's, or he'd be back in Lexington at like <laughs> yeah. his favorite. What was that uh, ice cream place? He, Orange Theory. Orange Theory. Yeah. yeah. Are all those shut down? I think they are. That may have been it's a the frequent though. I I went to the one on Bardstown Road a couple times in the Highlands, and always was impressed by it. I love the like self service. Yeah. Thing is, I think they probably purchase too big of spaces like ice cream shop could be there was the a size of, of this too. like studio yeah you're right and there was a lot of them and uh too much seasonal fluctuation here i wouldn't invest in a uh ice the, cream. the popsicle place close to steel city pops remember them oh they closed closed down See man ya. when i lived in st matthews we'd walk up to there every so often it is the one in the highlands i'm talking about that one could still be open but i'd venture to say they're both closed well can't, that can't that, survive the winter that was a huge space too at least the one in st matthews like a big building just for popsicles so like, i think they serve coffee you can too, like watch them make the popsicles and stuff and yeah they were good pops i mean you, great you, popsicles. and i was like wife we're not going to we're not going to a popsicle place like a popsicle is a popsicle how can you specialize no. in a popsicle Hipster no they were pops. they were actually good like yep. they were legitimately better than your average popsicle yeah yeah maybe not cal's best best investment but oh also how about him tweeting out yesterday about the uh who is that rapper that's going to be singing at fifth third and cincinnati 
I don't know. I must Kane Brown. Mm. He was just letting everybody know that Kane Brown concert in Cincinnati has $25 student tickets. Did you just call Kane Brown a rapper? Like, he like, he's like a country rapper, right? He's yeah. like a bro country rapper. I don't I, know that I'd even consider him a rapper. Don't even no, know. Yeah, couldn't name couldn't name one Kane yes, Brown yes, song. Yes, you can. You were singing country a country song yeah. this morning. You would know They're a Kane on the Brown tip song. Of my tongue, but now I can't. A hand up. You know, if I stereotyped a little bit, I did. In the picture, he's wearing a cutoff shirt. He's got tattoos. <laughs> he's in some rap songs, though. I feel like he's got a couple. Th- thank you, Big Blue Drew. You're rap songs. Good. So, part time rapper Kane Brown. What country songs does he sing? Sing. Uh, you've heard. He's a, what's the big one, Justin? Heaven was a big one for him. You would know that, TJ. Homesick was a big one. You would know that one. Can we hear some of them? Heaven for sure. I just the, the hooks on sing it. Justin. I, I was the singing. I was singing Darius Rucker, not uh, not a rapper. Tra- I can't. I can't remember how heaven goes, but you know. Oh, such a popular song. It was popular. I mean, I'm not a huge Kane is, Brown. Is it the one the that's like? You. Is it where is it the one about visiting heaven for a day? <laughs> no. <laughs> you you what are you laughing about that? That's a country song. <laughs> All it's, right. a, it's like if I could have a guest pass to heaven. I'm not familiar with that one. Yeah, well, something like that. Okay, so Kane Brown, great, yep. great country artist. Definitely not a rapper, but we don't know any of his songs. Great radio here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it happens. Literal radio too, and it's the music famous radio friends. There you go, TJ. You know that one. What's that? Famous friends. How does that go? I got some famous friends. You never heard of? Oh yeah, yeah you know that's that. the one about like uh, the teacher of the year back. Yeah, in and his buddy, his buddy holds the quarterback like a, record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, that song it doesn't send a good message. Is riding a bull man named Fu Manchu part of this song? Isn't that something like that too? Um, not familiar. That's the song about the people <laughs> that gets Tim McGraw. Yeah, they, all blend, they all blend together. It's all. <laughs> Anyways. SEC Media Days. We will probably talk a little bit about what they discussed. Uh, Arkansas fans got their diapers all wet because Cal said he tried to veto play in Arkansas twice. Obviously a compliment to Arkansas, but their dumb idiot fans couldn't take it that way. Uh, oh, he's he's scared? They're scared <laughs> to play us? I'm glad he finally admit they're scared. <laughs> That's a good Arkansas accent. I don't, it's uh, I don't know, actually, I just liked it. A little bit of what we in the business call a joke, uh, a compliment joke. Even he, he's complimenting Arkansas by saying it's going to be a difficult game to play them twice. Uh, so that was a little sound bite that got all the Hogs fans all hog wild yesterday. But the big news from yesterday from SEC Media oh, Days, oh, oh. Calipari saying that Indiana and UK have agreed in principle to a game starting. What was it? Twenty. 425 or 2526. I believe 2425. Get some scoots. Come TJ, on. The, the, the pure just fate chance that Big Blue Drew would be joining you in studio, already scheduled the day after this is announced. One of my biggest passion points of college basketball discussion around Kentucky just proves that there are basketball guys. So I'm, I'm excited to discuss this. It does move the needle for me, um, despite Indiana being – quite irrelevant in the college basketball scene right now, if you ask me. I'm excited that the series is back on, um, and I think that'll be fun. It, regardless of um, if they're good or not, if we're good or whatever, I just feel like tuning into that on a Saturday, beat Indiana, I'll feel good, so I like it. But Big Blue Drew, all the other Kentucky fans say that it doesn't do anything for your all schedule, and it's Indiana is irrelevant, and they shouldn't be on the schedule. I've been beating this drum for years and years and years. I think that people should take 15% of their Louisville hate Redirected to Indiana, 
and and things the world would balance out a little bit better. So I understand that rationale a little bit, but I'm not one of those people. I like Indiana on the schedule despite their vast irrelevancy. 25-26. So obviously it wouldn't be this season, wouldn't be next season, which would be 23-24, wouldn't be the following season, which would be 24-25, it'd be the season after that. Cal won't even be there. So you and that Most camp, likely TJ, Cal will not be there. That's the That was kind of a sentiment of yesterday too, is that this is on the books, future dated like Avatar 3 or something, because maybe Cal's you know, position that because, hey, I'll be out of here, I'll hold my word and never play him. Yes, I do. I think that that will happen. I think that Cal won't be around, at least when that game goes to Bloomington. Maybe he'll he'll coach the one in Rupp, or maybe he'll coach a neutral site game. But he will, he will not be there when they go to, to IU, because it does seem like it's going to be part neutral, part home and home, which is whatever. Uh, Rick Bozich wrote a column saying, whatever they do, you have have play a game in Louisville, play a game in Indy, but you cannot exclude the campus venues. I just don't know when the narrative switch that IU Kentucky has to be played in their home arenas. It's just not where that rivalry was built. It's not where the animosity of this rivalry became what it became. It was happened because you had Kentucky and Indiana fans mingling amongst one another every single year for a span of nearly two decades, maybe even longer, of neutral site games. So this idea that it's got to be home and home, it's just not really rooted in reality. I think I think the majority of the games between IU and Kentucky have been neutral site games. Not very few, not very few, but the majority is neutral. I'd say I'm just guessing probably 60 40 percentage wise in terms of neutral games. There was a stretch games. between like 1990 and 05, maybe, where they all they did was bounce back from Louisville to Indy for like that 15 Nin- 91 to 05, it was, yeah, neutral site games every single year Louisville, Indy, Louisville, Indy, Louisville, Indy. They were always packed. They were always well attended. You had the line right down the middle, similar to the uh, Red River shootout or Red River rivalry in terms of, did you see the pictures of that one this year, Texas and Oklahoma football game? No. You know, Texas won like 49 yeah, to nothing or whatever. That. So like by the fourth quarter, it was just one side one, one side of the stadium was completely empty and the other one was completely packed. It made for a really funny visual, but I don't know where it has turned that these have to be on-campus games. Um, really, in reality, there was only, when they did that on-campus from 2006 to 2011, there was only one good game, period. One good game. There's only one of them, and it was the watch shot game, and it was a good game, uh, but this idea that it has to be home and home is ludicrous, although it seems like they're going to go that way, but it's 100% true. This is a program in Indiana that has been to... Uh, three Sweet 16s in the last two decades, and there's no guarantee that they're going to be anything special when Kentucky starts up this series in a few years. It's a washed-up program. Kentucky doesn't washed. Kentucky doesn't get anything from this game. Nothing. I mean, besides the satisfaction from a rivalry win, a rivalry win, it's really a close geographical win, which I, I like. You know, if Kentucky beats Ohio State, I'm going to be happy about that as well. But... The Gonzaga game, you can almost guarantee every time they play Gonzaga, that's a signature win that's going to look good on the resume on Selection Sunday. I've beaten this point to death. I've talked about it a lot. Indiana means a lot more to them than it does to Kentucky. Why throw them a bone? Uh, A couple of things for me, TJ. One, I think what sparks my passion for this a little bit more is the insane spin that has been put on this whole situation since December 
2011 watch shot day. And that's the fact that you could have easily spun this TJ as Cal will play him anywhere but one place. He'll play anywhere but one place and kind of put all the onus on Indiana as the one that's ducking because they're only willing mm-hmm. to play in one place. But no, we've chose to do it the other way, which is bash Cal for – and you could – Make yeah, Cal, Cal gets bashed for everything, right? And, and even his own fans are too willing and eager to do it when given the opportunity, uh, for a variety of reasons. But most people, it goes back to the fact that he kneeled, um, or he didn't kneel; he allowed his team to kneel, and they just have a, gr- a grudge against him. Um, but you're right; that's it is funny how it's been painted, but it's painted that way because that's a Calipari thing. UK agrees to go play Gonzaga, have probably the number one and two team, number one and three team, two and three team play each other this season, and you still. Have had national media say, wait, 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 it's not going to be at the kennel? Gonzaga's going to get a chance to get double the amount of fans in the arena? Oh, that's not fair. That's not fair. Another element of it, too, is, and it sounds, when you talk about specifically with the Indiana-Kentucky rivalry, it comes off as, like, you know, making excuses or whatever. But just the simple element that I do think you can put a lot of stock in playing in a neutral site to prepare yourself for an NCAA tournament. If Kentucky goes and plays Indiana at where did uh, what's it called Gainbridge Fieldhouse in mm-hmm. Indianapolis that simulates an NCAA tournament game the same place they lost to St. Peter's in so you can't convince me that there's not value in playing as many of those type of games as possible from a routine standpoint pregame shoot around the line of sight for shots whatever it is so I do like as many neutral court games um, for that reason just because it does simulate the tournament and then the biggest thing to me TJ is that like Playing Kentucky at home, if Kentucky puts pen to paper saying they're going to come play you at home and you're not in the SEC, that's a huge reward. Mm -hmm. They're doing you a favor. Mm -hmm. No matter who you are, that is them throwing you a bone. It'd be the same as Alabama football. You mean to tell me now Indiana's not going to be able to use this as a a recruiting tool? You don't think that it's going to be nice that knowing a recruit, they have Kentucky on the schedule coming up? So I think that um, that's always missed. Teams are lucky if Kentucky's willing to go to their home and play a game, period. Spot on. And I don't know why Kentucky throwing a program, a lifeline like that, you do it to one of such a whiny bunch of losers. Here's what I like, TJ. Now that you've made your case for it, and I'm kind of with you on a lot of stuff, so I say let's just smash them and obliterate them for whatever this contract's going to say, and then then let's go on a long drought again and not play them because I think we'll have the upper hand in the argument there because – the super recency of this rivalry is is what you'll hear. You know, oh, they've they have won a tournament game before us. They beat us in the tournament. Beat us the last time we played. Things of those nature. But um, I do, I pray TJ that they acknowledge any part of the 2012 college basketball season when Kentucky goes to Assembly Hall because it'll just be too I mean, good to be true. I mean, they will 100. percent Yeah, if, <laughs> if you don't they, think they wrote, they're going to play, that, they wrote yeah. a book about it. Like they they will 100. percent one hundred percent. Bring that up. Do you think the players up. will like come out on the floor and stuff? It's just a. It's a. It's a. I don't go- think they'll go that. It's far. a goofy <laughs> fan base. It's a bad basketball program, and they just don't deserve getting to play Kentucky. And that may be like a holier than thou, fart sniffing mentality. But when it comes to Kentucky and Indiana, that's the approach UK should take. We're better than Indiana. They are weirdos. They're just weird. It's a weird fan base. How much they circle a game against Kentucky for a program that has five national championships and actually used to have a little bit of tradition and some standards, it's really embarrassing, and I don't think Kentucky needs to be throwing them a lifeline. So you think we took the bait, basically. We let we we allowed college basketball peer pressure to I don't know uh, what put it was. this back on. I, I do wonder what like made UK 
or Cal. Again, I don't think Cal's going to be coaching the game, so it's probably maybe it's Mitch related. I just I do wonder when eventually they were like, all right, now you were ready to talk now. My because- theory is Cal TJ because I think you've seen a lot of different just little small uh, tweaks you could say. Um, after that devastating loss last season. And you have to assume that Cal was like, somebody talked to him or he just self-discovered that I'm going to do some stuff differently. For one, you've been hearing a lot about his um, how he's disclosing injuries. I think you've seen a little bit of difference of that. He's not being as cute with that. Um, we know he at least tried to say he was revamping Big Blue Madness, um, the home schedule. So I think um, he's been given the feedback and he's trying to do some stuff and maybe he thought this one was like a big 50 caliber thing in his ammunition belt to uh, Maybe really so. win everybody back over. Maybe so. Just like hold a carrot out in front of people and say, hey, here's just something to get excited about. Look, we're, we're releasing big news left and right nowadays. And secondly, right. the revamp Big Blue Madness, I do wonder if it was as simple as, hey, we got a five-star commitment at yeah. Big Blue Madness. And if that is it, then if you go into Big Blue Madness every year thinking like, saying, it, yes. is somebody going to commit, as you mentioned the other day? Be a big deal. That'd be a big deal. But if you had a neighbor that like lived behind your house and you shared a fence line and they had they didn't take care of it, it was disgusting, their grass was always overgrown, you caught them throwing stuff over into your yard every so often, you're not inviting them over to dinner. <laughs> you're not offering to clean up the fence line for them. You know, you... And in this scenario, Kentucky did offer. They said, hey, you know what? We'll, we're not inviting you over for dinner, but we'll go down the street to the bar and meet you all for a beer if you want. That could be a good time. And each and every time IU said, nope, we're not doing anything to improve our program, make ourselves better, or improve this fence line. And secondly, the only time we're meeting with you all is if we can come to your house and you all come over to our house. We're not meeting you at a neutral site. You, you, you'd say absolutely not to that neighbor. you tell them to kick rocks. And uh, that's what I think Kentucky should do in this regard. A beautiful, beautiful mansion and property line spoiled to the north by a bunch of dorks that haven't been relevant in a very, very long time. That's a good analogy. We're like uh, raising their property value. We're allowing you to live on our nice street, Mm -hmm. and now your garbage house is, you know, looking decent on Zillow. So you're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome, Scoots. Scoots, why don't you say what you want to say, buddy? Because I, just... I don't really know what to say at this point. Yeah, I mean, you you all are just stuck in your mindset the way it is, and it's uh, like well, I then can't convince me otherwise. I can't. I can't. Is the thing. There's like, so few things I would dig in. This and Terrence so, Jones being so underrated are my two things. I mean, first of all, like I, I just hate the way, and this is never going to change. So I'm not trying to change you at all. I just hate the way that you classify the Indiana fan base as a whole, because that's just so unrealistic to how it actually is. What, weirdos? Yeah, yeah are there dweebs in there? Are there weirdos <laughs> Look in there? Look at the way you acted there... in 2012. Look at the way you act when you yeah, beat anybody is, good. You is... act like dweebs and nerds. But you act like a... you're northern Kentucky, not Indiana. You're you're taking seventeen or 8,000 students and 9,000 fans that were there that day, and you're just making this whole scenario in your head of how Indiana fans are, and I just don't think that's right. <laughs> and I can't, I can't convince you. When you're otherwise. talking about sixty percent of your in arena attendance. What else would you categorize that? I mean, as? TJ, you you would run across ninety percent of Indiana fans just like me, and you're okay. They're a, they're a decent, good person, not a weirdo, not a freak, not. Scoot, I know that there are good people in the Indiana fan base. I'm talking collectively as a home court environment. You all are dweebs and losers. I have a tangible. I, you example. are not a dweeb or loser. You're a good guy. I, you're a good fan. Some would say maybe you're not, since you're not really an IU football fan. But that's we can save that conversation for another day i'm talking collectively as a assembly hall arena dweebs losers 
geeks nerds. I mean, I'm okay with even at this point, and I told you all this a couple weeks ago. I don't even care if we play at home. I don't care if we go to Rupp. I don't like. I don't care. Just Good. play. That's, that's just the play the damn game. Because if, that mu- if it meant that much to you, that would be the mindset. Well, and that's where I don't understand your all's mindset of not wanting to go to Assembly Hall. I get what happened last time at Assembly Hall. Trust me, I do. But I, I don't understand because at this point, just play the damn game. Y'all can play in freaking Alaska for all I care. Well, it's it, don't well, deem it worthy, Scoots. How, like, however, if you Big Blue Drew's right, but if you. If you understood what happened in 2011 and 2012, that the 20 it was the year 2011, but it was the 2012 season, then how can you say you don't get it? If you say you understand, then how can you say you don't get it? I mean, because it was it was a one off, like it was a buzzer beater shot. It, Indiana wins that game by ten. This floor doesn't get rushed. Cal and his players aren't in trouble. Like in the middle of that scrum, Deron it's Land just makes a freaking free throw. It's a completely different game, again, you know. It was like we gifted you a program. It's like we energized your program. Kentucky energized your program. Gave you a gift, and like maybe, gave you a Christmas gift. And maybe, what you did is you opened it, you took it, you you treated it like a thousand dollars, and you're like, woo, got a thousand dollars, and then you spit in Kentucky. Maybe space. maybe Quite you literally because a bunch of Kentucky fans got spit on. And now they're giving you the same opportunity, which is another reason I kind of understood it from Cal's point of view because you don't want to lose that game again with a highly ranked team but I have a tangible example um, for our side of the room here Justin we're this far along in the conversation and haven't even mentioned the dorky candy stripe pants mm, it's true and we're 10 minutes into this thing you know if you all didn't want to want us to take the gift you should have gifted us an empty box that's your all's fault for giving us a gift it is our fault for losing and it's, to it's you your dweebs. fault for not it is, playing it is our fault for losing to you dweebs I do agree with that that's the most true thing you said. Like but you all were. But Scoots, answer me this: if it, if this game means so much to IU, why wouldn't you all play it at a neutral site when UK offered a neutral site in the following season? The next season, I mean, Kentucky said we'll do. Let's let's work up a four year neutral deal. Indiana, Louisville, Indiana, Louisville. They even Kentucky even said, you know what? We'll do all Indiana. We'll all do Indianapolis. We'll do all Indianapolis. If it, if you're so scared of neutral, we'll come to you for all of them. UK offered IU a spot in the CBS Sports Classic. It'd be a much better event if you had IU instead of Ohio State. You know that. Oh, yeah. If you had UK, Indiana, UNC, and UCLA, holy smokes, that'd be better than the Champions Classic. And the ratings would prove such. But, no, it wasn't good enough for IU because IU, the babies that they are, said, we only playing if we get to play at Assembly Hall. We won't play in our wiener. So, I mean, you'll have to talk to Tom Creed about this because that was, that was his decision. But I, I like that what he offered. Like, I don't understand how that's not the perfect fit for everyone. Like, neutral, neutral, home, home. That way, every four-year student, whether it's an Indiana student or a Kentucky student, gets to see a home Indiana-Kentucky game. And I don't care if it's a 30-point blowout one way or the other. Every student should get to see that game. But there's not a history of a home and home. I agree. I agree. It's like, my grandpapa watched yeah. Kentucky and IU play if anything, home, it's home the for opposite. 30 years. If anything, it's the opposite. People have their traditional stories of going to that neutral site game. Specifically, <sighs> we hear them here in Louisville. Oh, I'm, I'm one of them. I, I was at several of those games over the years when I was a kid. And I, I like I said, I'm okay with neutral sites. That's fine with me. I just want them to play the damn game yeah you you keep kind of no offense you keep kind of switching you, you were like i just i want them to play the damn game but i don't understand why they wouldn't have agreed to the home and home neutral neutral i, I don't i mean i don't because kentucky didn't want to go back to iu it's not hard that's why that's based why off, kentucky based off agree one game which is what's so frustrating but iu shouldn't act like such idiots no kentucky, offense. kentucky shouldn't have lost the game they shouldn't have lost should have played game. better they shouldn't have lost the game but even if they had lost the game even if kentucky had won the game like they were supposed to duran lamb uk's best free throw shooter misses a free throw there that makes it a two-point game and Instead of a three-point game, brings the loss into the equation, and we know what happens next. 
But if it means, like, let's just categorize it here. Kentucky, we'll play IU. We want it at neutral court. If you want to play, sweet. IU, we want to play so bad. It means so much to us, but it has to 100% be on our terms. Otherwise, the game's not happening at all. And we'll blame Calipari. And we'll blame Calipari for it at all. So if you're categorizing it, Kentucky says neutral site. We'll go, we'll play out, you'll play an hour away from your place. Sounds good. I use the one that says no. We it has to be on our terms of where exactly the games are played, and it has to be an assembly, and it has to be in Rupp. I mean, if Indiana is fools for turning that down, first of all, I'll be I'll be the first to tell you they are idiots. But for turning down the CBS Sports I, Classic, I th- it would have been a game. It would have been a neutral site game against Kentucky once every three years. Is that what happened though? Did, yes, I mean, it's a hundred percent true. Why and did we turn it the down? CBS Sport? And they thought that they had IU agreed to it in principle, and IU backed out of it. And otherwise, it probably would have never happened because Ohio State is just not not a sexy draw. Right. But they filled that Big Ten spot. It was a last-minute thing because IU refused. It would have been giving, quote-unquote, Kentucky what they wanted, neutral site games against IU without a home game returned. The only reason this is happening is because Kentucky has agreed to go to Assembly Hall. It's the only reason the series is happening. Now, you may say, you may have the opinion that that's what they should do. They should have done it a long time ago. That's fine. I disagree with you, but that's your opinion, and people are entitled to their opinions. However, it is factually true, Kentucky move first. Thus, we are bigger, more mature, cooler, and not immature babies. Well, and that's fine. But I, like I said a few weeks ago, I mean, it's. I think there's been babies on both sides of this. Like, the, the communication is... It's like a bad, bad marriage where your husband and wife don't even talk. Like, you all have to have some sort of dialogue if you want to solve a problem. And I just... I don't know that... And and we don't know the whole inside story of all this, but I just I don't feel like the dialogue has been where it needed to be the whole time. Probably probably not, Scoots. Probably not. We are long overdue for our first break. We've got breakfast in the house. We got Big Blue Drew in the house. We do not have any light bulbs in the house. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Big Blue Drew, and Justin Kalen. We'll be back. What is, what is this coming back in? Oh, did you pick the music again today? Oh, I picked the music. I don't, I don't know if anyone... So we're not having these. a Country Thursday? No Country Thursday. Oh, I was looking forward to Scoot Booten Scoogie. <laughs> <laughs> Big Blue Drew overrules Country Thursday. Maybe next week. Especially when he brings breakfast. He, he can play That's whatever true. music That's he true. wants. That's true. That's a good point. So what was that coming back, Big Blue Drew? So that was um, title tracks... From the cult classic 1986 motion picture Rad, starring Bill Allen as Crew Jones, Lori Laughlin's in it. Just this, a, you've never seen the movie BMXers, man. Hell no. Track, you've never heard of Hell Track? Sounds horrible to be honest. Wow, with I've never even heard of the music yeah. oh, or heard gosh. of this movie. If we're being the honest. first one you played, Send Me an Angel. That that's in quite a few 80s movies, but I feel like I um 
I really just take a lot of inspiration from late 80s movies. I don't know what it is, but that's just me. The movie Rad? Oh, Rad. There's got to be some texters out there. Get on in here. 502-414-1450 if you've seen Rad. Great movie. Great movie. Are you a fan of Tiger in the movie? Tiger in the movie. Or Crew Jones? Oh, Crew Jones. Yeah, absolutely. No, Crew Crew Jones. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Bill (laughs) Allen, again, name in the movie Crew Jones. Yes, just... Oh, gosh. They got a 42 on Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think about that? Wow. <laughs> Out of all the things we've discussed, I'm speechless on that. But, I mean, I mean, TJ, think about it. We're talking small-town Washington. You're just a kid. You're riding your BMX biker, thinking about going to college. And then the biggest BMX race, I mean, around comes to your town, and they build Hell Track in your backyard. So you can't listen to your mom and go take the ACTs. You're going to Hell Track, and uh, maybe he wins. You'll have to tune in and find out. Is that what got Lori Laughlin on? Full house, you think? Probably, yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, that really springboarded her, her, her career. Big, her big break, a lot of people. I mean, say. that, to me, is definitely bigger than Full House, but I, wow. I know she, was, she was on that, wow. little, uh, that little show. Whoa. <laughs> Let's take it easy there. Also, just every time I see the Warriors doing ring ceremonies or winning or having fun, I just think of my boy Bob Saget, R.I.P., Man, that took a dark turn. So from sad. Red. So so sad. Uh, speaking of, of NBA, did you see Damian Lee, former U of L great, that they said they lied to and did that? We have your back propaganda campaign. When in reality, they just took an NCAA tournament away from him for no good reason. He had the game winning shot for the Suns. Did you see that? I, was, I saw his name popping up a lot this morning on Twitter, but I did not realize that was why. It good was a pretty. Him. It was a pretty wild. Suns shot, won. They won. Gosh dang it. I forgot I need to make it. They came down for a big so so Devin Booker got the best of Luca then. Yeah, Luca had a more points, what seemed to be like a twenty-eight footer for the win at the horn, oh, wow. and it went just short. It looked like it was good. The NBA truly is amazing, man. Every time at this year, TJ for infinite years, I say, oh, "I'm going to watch more NBA this year. I'm going to watch more." Didn't their slogan used to be like the NBA, like where amazing happens or something? And yeah. I, I truly believe if you you know you watch enough, it just it, it really is incredible about how many unbelievable finishes and just the the plays that you see is unreal. Yeah, I do the the same that I tell myself that I'm going to watch more NBA this year, and then then college basketball starts, and it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, that that there's that's the basketball I'm getting. Yeah, that's they, this I is a, they've already they played 14. <laughs> this is like 70 games ago. Who cares? They are really different style like games. Like it's, college basketball and the NBA are different versions like a, of the sport. Exactly. The freedom of movement. My family gets sick of me hearing, and when we do randomly tune in for a few minutes of an NBA game, just the freedom of movement and allowing the players to use their skills. If they're faster than you with the ball, that's what it is, as opposed to college basketball where you just never know from night to night, and which is why Calipari uh, freaks out from time to time. Are they going to you know, let you put the hands on the driver's chest, or are they not? So you're right, totally different game, and NBA, much more beautiful to watch. Disagree. Yeah, yeah see, I, I also kind of disagree. I don't, I don't disagree with everything you said. I just find college basketball, NBA is a version of basketball by itself. Mm-hmm. Olympic basketball is not like NBA basketball. International European basketball is not like NBA basketball. College basketball ain't like NBA basketball whatsoever. And obviously high school and the further you go down, closer to college than it is to NBA. NBA, it's just they are so good. Yeah. and Can't press. I mean, nine out of the ten guys on the floor at any given time can knock down 24-plus footers. So you can't 
overextend your defense because you'll get blown by. But then if you kind of play off, it looks like lazy defense, and they yeah. just knock down threes right in front of your face because they're that good. So I almost it's almost like too pure of basketball that I like that different styles can win it in college basketball. You can have a zone defense theoretically win it, and, and I guess you see a little bit of zone in the NBA, but they have to kind of hide it, obviously, because it's three seconds. But you could have a zone team potentially go far in the tournament. You could have a really good shooting team in college basketball, which we've seen. You could have a team that's not a great shooting team, but they just have a dominant big man, that, that and they got hot at the right time. You can just have so many different forms of winners in college basketball that it truly does come down to chemistry it does come down to coaching. Generally in the NBA, it's just who has the best collection of the best players. Or who ha- who has the best the best last five minutes of the game. Yeah, and there's definitely a huge... Uh, and you, and you got to have great shooters, obviously. You're not going to have an NBA team that's going to win the championship not shooting the ball really, really well. But I just feel like normally you can go to an NBA roster of an NBA champion and be like, well, that's the second best player in the NBA. He's probably the sixth. That's the ninth. Like... No, duh, they won the NBA championship. Um, Where in college basketball, you certainly are probably going to have some NBA talent on an NCAA championship, but UNC didn't have, they didn't have a draft pick from last year's team, and they were the runner-up. Uh, Kansas, I think, just had Obagi and did, Obagi. I don't know. Did, did, uh, did McCormick? McCormick? I don't know if he ended up getting drafted or not. But like that wasn't LeBron, a team. The other kid, went you get what I'm saying? Is it, like, no, I know what you're saying. Those They're teams big... weren't the most loaded NBA talent teams. They were just really darn good college basketball teams that played their best basketball at the right time of the season. And a big argument for college basketball, too, is the fact that it is so true. I mean, NBA, you might as well not even turn it on until like maybe halfway through the fourth quarter, fourth quarter starting, yeah. because no lead is safe, and that really is when the games are, are won and lost. So it's a little bit um, – I like college basketball from that aspect. There's nights when we can talk about how Kentucky, oh, they're going to go down to, well, let's, I don't say South Carolina, wherever the – it is they're going to handle them and then within like the first two minutes of the game you just immediately know things aren't going to go the way that you thought Mm -hmm. they were going to go and that's not typical of the NBA it's usually pretty pretty well scripted yeah yeah and that uh, people could say that probably about college basketball to some degree but NBA really does just feel like I'll turn on the final three to four minutes and I'll see all I need to see or it was, uh, or it was already a blowout, and those final few minutes didn't matter. College basketball, I don't know. I just feel like what happens at the end of the first half matters. Like it, that could actually play a role in how the rest of the game. Like I feel like college basketball, just the course of the game, the ebbs and the flows matter more than the NBA, where it almost just seems like the players themselves are just going through the motions. I know that's not the case, but it seems that way until the final, again, five, yeah, four, three you. minutes, and then it's like, let's turn it on. But they're playing an 82-game schedule. You wouldn't want – I mean, they're, it's not realistic for them to go uh, all out every single night. they got to take some breaks here and there. The The only difference <laughs> is – or the big difference for me is, like, that Phoenix game last night's a great example. They were down, I think, like 25 points in the second quarter, thought about betting them live, and I was like, yeah, there's no way. But I, I should have known better because it's the NBA. Whereas in college, you see a team down by 20, 25 in the first half. Rarely does that team come back and grab the dub. Yeah. It, and when it does happen, it's like, you know, a huge, huge story. Yeah. Um, I which wonder I guess if our opinion 25 on- points in college would be a big story, too, but uh, more common, I would say. One of our opinions will change. Um, I like to say when Louisville ever gets an NBA team. And, you know, we kind of have a few years of attending the games and. Seeing how our, like our views of the how college and NBA differs, and I've had I've talked to Dan Issel about that. You know, he's like the head of NBA to Lou, and 
losing steam here over the years, but I still like to think, TJ, at some point I will take my kids or, like, my grandkids to an NBA game. And if not, if I'm long gone, maybe they'll take, like, a cutout of me or something. Or, like, probably, like, a hologram by then or something. I'm going. As long as it's not as creepy as Harry Carey's hologram. <laughs> Did you say just a, a NBA game in general? No, like Louisville has an NBA team. The Colonels. Team. Yeah, the Colonels. Whatever okay. we would yeah. call them. We can call them whatever we want. Yeah. That would be so sweet. I need an NBA team. I take that back. We can't call them whatever I've we want. My That'd spirit, be uh, on, I've lost my spirit and enthusiasm of that actually being a possibility. Louisville, unfortunately, just keeps moving further down the totem pole in teams to get an NBA team. Not uh, not where they should be at the top, but it's all a leadership thing. And I don't know. Can, and billions of dollars and that's a cohesive that's a leadership. Um, thing. Actually, I think the money I've been, I think, is actually not as big of an obstacle as some of the other stuff. But hey, uh, don't sleep on TJ of WNBA could come before then. We have a great, great women's. I don't like your facial expression. Yeah, I, I just, I, I mean, I'm not going to get excited about a WNBA team. I just, I'm not a WNBA fan. That's fair. I, if it makes people in the city happy, that's great. I know a lot of people go to the. Uh, NWSL games and enjoy it. They stink. They need to get better. But um, that'd be, you know, if it's good for the city, I'm happy for it. But it's exactly. not It's not going to move the needle for me. Maybe my daughter will end up loving WNBA and it'll be a huge deal for her. And then in which case, I will be happy that they come to town. But no, I, I would I would much rather prefer an NBA team if we're... Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I would, I would prefer one as well. But uh, I, I think... I'm a little surprised there's not direction. already a WNBA team in town. We have a great... Uh, shout out Jeff Wallace from Louisville. I mean, you really can't can't knock the job that he's done because the women's basketball culture in Louisville is really strong. I mean, you could almost put them in the WNBA. I think they were ranked six in the preseason. It is. It's a. It's not good for UK that they just can't really hold a candle to U of L's women's basketball program right now. And it's, there's no reason for it either. UK women's basketball has just as good as facilities. Obviously, should be recruiting the same players you would think there's no reason why they would they shouldn't um i mean in fairness there's probably maybe what two three programs that can say that they have done that as opposed to louisville the last what five seasons or so yeah I mean, but that's your rival you need to sure. you need to be up to to snuff with them otherwise it's it's not it's not where they need to be same with baseball but we don't need to go down that road uh let's i want to get to the we i'm gonna do a, i'm gonna start doing a better job getting to the thornton's text line earlier and we're gonna do that right now we love thornton's Big Blue Drew brought in some Thornton's Donuts for us. They look delicious. Stop into a Thornton's today. Remember, they've got fruit, they've got sandwiches, and all-around good stuff from our friends at Thornton's. The first texter says, this uh, Robert needs to be a guest host. I'm not sure what which Robert. Robert, our listener? Bobby Knight. Well, I mean, well, yeah, well, I don't know any other Roberts associated with this show. Well, when one of some of our listeners were like, "You all need to do a call in day mm-hmm. and give us enough heads up that way we can plan for it." Interestingly enough, this text did not come from Robert; it came from someone else, maybe a friend of Robert's. Maybe so. A texter says, "This guest host sounds like a non-South End Roush." <laughs> I'm from the South End. That they, they I think they were talking about uh, Sack yesterday. Okay. These will be the, the the majority of these will be from Sack. Uh, are regarding sack that made me nervous about yesterday. <laughs> Although, how could what does a non-South End Roush sound like? Yeah, I guess yeah. Matt Sack. Matt Sack, yeah. yeah. 
Look at the responses here to what was an obvious joke, and it was the Calipari tweet from an Arkansas reporter, or the Calipari quote from the Arkansas reporter. He tweeted it out, and it was Calipari. I voted against us playing Arkansas twice this season. It was a funny just reading the replies from the Arkansas fans. Uh, good stuff all around there. I will say Eric Musselman, Arkansas's coach, he was asked about Calipari's idea of doing some basketball in the summer, and he gave a, a incredibly complimentary quote of Calipari, just talking about how innovative he is and the ideas he comes up with, and he would fully support something of along those lines. So that was cool to see. I wouldn't be shocked if Eric Musselman's UK's coach someday. I uh, do think getting him away from Big Arkansas could, could be could be actually be kind of tough, yeah. But if you if you want somebody that was gonna that could come into Kentucky and recruit at the highest levels in a similar mold to Calipari, Musselman, I think is one of the few guys that could do something similar. I can't describe to you, TJ, how out of place he looks on a basketball court. There's I don't know where <laughs> they list him at five seven. There's no way. I mean, the first time I saw him, I knew he was short, but I was just it's it's. When he likes coaching a player on the side and you're at four level, it's quite it's hilarious. But it's a big year for him, man. I mean, if he he's coming a pretty, up to Elite Eight, if he if he has a great season and proves he can coach this talent one more year, I mean, he's like the hottest guy for sure. He uh and he's pretty animated coach too. You've gotten to see him more on the sidelines than I have. Uh, just I've only seen him yeah, on TV like on the sidelines. You know, sidelines, he'll stomp his foot like a little mouse over there. It is kind of funny when you see. It's funny if they're really if coaches are really tall and they're animated, uh, or if they're really short and they're animated. I can't think of anything like a specific example though. But I do remember me too uh, several times just kind of shaking my head like a press conference or something he did on the court, just kind of liking his style and the way he handles his players. And, I mean, it obviously works because recruits talk, and the the way that he gets them to Arkansas, it's clear that the inner circle of you know basketball players says go play for Muss. Yeah. Something to keep an eye on uh, moving forward when UK eventually does have to replace its coach. Although, this texture is what I was going to go into next. They say, we always talk about U of L and Indiana as fan bases obsessed with Kentucky, but don't sleep on Arkansas. I will say if there is one in the SEC for basketball regarding Kentucky, Arkansas fans do, you don't hear about it much because they're so far away, but they do hate Kentucky. They really hate I Kentucky. I really want to get the Bud Walton. That's like the number one arena that people tell you to go to that's been to them all in the SEC that they say when Kentucky's in there, it shakes. I uh, know somebody that went on a family vacation to Arkansas, had a great time. Went to the train museum. Mm. So if you ever do make it down that way, Arkansas way, uh, it was Roush. He went to the train museum, said it was really cool. But you I could tell that was like model trains. I don't know, but you could tell in his eyes he was lying, and he just really didn't have like fun. that was like the destination of why he went, or it was like a pit stop to like Dallas or something. I, he went with his dad. I think they were covering. I think he was covering a UK game somewhere. But they they made they went out of their way to spend multiple days in Arkansas for nobody really knows what reason. <laughs> I've been to Arkansas. I've been to Hot Springs, Arkansas. Um, there's a like a haunted hotel down there. The I've swam in the Arkansas River, but in Colorado. Whoa, whoa! Stick with me, texters. here, listeners. That's pretty wild. The Crescent Hotel and Spa in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. Yes, I've been there. Hmm. Don't really recommend. I went to um, Branson, Missouri. You ever been there? No. Eh. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe You're really I, selling them. Did you see any maybe hogs if I, maybe in if I, Arkansas? Maybe if I was 85 years old, I'd enjoy Branson a little my, bit more. My grandparents get duped into going there all the time. That, that would figure they'd be leading the charge to old Branson. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. they have like a timeshare, a couple they've got duped into buying. Yeah, they, they, they didn't buy it, but they somehow get duped into going every year. I will say it's like a really pretty area. It's mm-hmm. just they could do better with entertainment. Sure. Yeah, that would be my only Branson critique. Okay, let's uh, go to our hour one break. That flew by. Too much fun. Got a loaded Thornton sex line. Keep them coming in. 502-414-1450. We'll continue to read them. And let's see. We maybe need to get into some football talk in hour number two. There's more basketball to get into as the season heats up. uh, And plenty of other news. Woo! It's October, baby. It is October. We'll be right back. This is hour number two coming up of Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Big Blue Drew, Justin Kalen. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Big Blue Drew in the house, and Justin Kalen, our producer. We go 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. Replay of the show, 9 to 11. Get your texts into the Thornton text line, 502-414-1450. Remember, you can tell your Alexa to play Big X Sports Radio. You can wake up with Kentucky Roll Call by doing that. Uh, oh, your mic wasn't on, unfortunately. You want to try it again? Now, is the joke passed? Wake up! There you go. Yeah, it did pass, unfortunately, though. <laughs> uh, what else do we got going on for you today? Big Blue Drew said during the break he wants to give something away today. Oh, wow. I, I might. Let's, um, if so, if, if you follow me on Twitter, maybe if you've even seen me out and about in SEC country, you know I frequently hand out, um, what I would consider to be like giving you like some Apple stock in the early 90s. That's true. Which are Nick Richards. Rookie cards, basketball cards, trading cards. So Nick Richards saw Monster Night last night. I mean, lowest hanging fruit ever that Nick Richards is going to be Bill Russell like. So get in on here. Let's get. What do you want to do? How should we give them away? I got a couple. We should do like best text maybe or something. I don't. It, you're you. However you want. It's your it's your world. All right. I'll think on it in a moment. Maybe something to do with Severe Wheeler Day. Hmm. Or we're gonna do something when we can get the uh, the podcast listeners in. Okay. So maybe let's just do if any text really blows me away. Um, good text. We'll, we'll maybe do today and tomorrow then. Yeah, we could do that. And uh, maybe so by Monday because I'm planning to stop by the uh, the luxurious roll call studios next week. Hopefully sometime as well. So we'll give them away and it, we'll do it based off uh, the the three of us will vote. Great text. Okay. Nick, they're prisms too for anybody that follows trading cards. These are some good stuff here. Nick Richards prisms. We've got they're, some colorful ones. Mm-hmm, they're very colorful. And may they're, they're, may they're, even have an auto for. Do not for really forget that they are prisms. Yep. Oh, it'll it matters. Hey, speaking of worth some money, I got I went to dinner with my uncle oh. last night, and he uh, did we get a flicker? Yeah, we had some lights flickering. Uh oh, this is kind of Scoots has a great idea. <laughs> Um, no, so I went to dinner with my uncle last night. He gave me a Super Nintendo for my birthday. Oh, nice. How awesome is that? That is awesome. What games you got? Let me guess. 
Super Mario Three is no. It? What Donkey no. Kong? I've got to, I've got to buy Donkey Kong and Mario. What what game did it come yeah, with? Game I know it, it came with again. Oh man, there was all kinds of them. A bunch of them I haven't heard of. There Usually was... those come with like the uh, nowadays, you know, they're like the new versions of the old. Oh system. no! So this is and... an this is an old system that oh, he just had laying around. Of... He just ooh, had ooh. laying around, and I kept after him for months. I was like, "Yo, give me that Super Nintendo if you're not gonna play it." And so he finally gave it to me for my birthday last night. But um, I'd recommend Battletoads as well. I'd also recommend just throwing that out and getting an N64, something that actually is worth I'm playing. D- I'm just going to collect them all. I, t- I told you all when I got my it's stuff from thing. my dad, I found my Game Boy Color. I've got a P- I found a PS2, so now i got a PS4 and a Super Nintendo. I'm That's just going to buy thing. them all. My son's huge into Sonic, so I've thought about doing that with the Sega. Mm. A refurbished... Super Nintendo goes for about like 160 bucks right now. Oh, I yeah. know. Oh, I know. Things, man. That's cool that you have an original OG system, not yep. the one you buy like from the middle of the mall that you plug in that has every game ever invented and it's like the size of a like a VHS tape. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked. They uh they sell these cartridges now where there's like 900 games in one cartridge. Right. So I'm just going to buy that. How much do you think a uh, original N64 goes for? Still more than that. More than that. Uh, I don't know if it's still in the package, but like you know, one that works. I'd like, say four hundred bucks. Yeah, three, three, three to four would be my guess. About anywhere between one hundred and twenty, two hundred uh, bucks. I know. Oh, the, I know the original Segas because they're like the two point one bit version ones or something are uh, quite expensive. And shout out to Sonic for just having a total monopoly on the <sighs> Sega thing. You can't think of Sega without Sonic. It was a great game. Uh, what I've been told, not as great as a movie. Oh, the movie's tremendous. And uh, I know I, I'm, I bumped into you at Boo at the Zoo, TJ. My, my costume didn't arrive, but I have it now. And um, I do have to shout out TJ for his outfit at Boo at the Zoo. I mean, my guy had a very clean, I don't want to undersell it, like a, a hat that just said dad. It's true. And I mean, the perfectly patinaed New Balances to match. And not like, they weren't like the dad, dad New Balances. They were kind of like a hybrid between like newish and the old stereotypical like dad shoes. So it was just... Yeah, well, I, well done. I was dad from Bluey, so I had a Bluey dad shirt, uh, okay. wore the dad hat that I have, and then, yeah, if I'm going to go for the whole dad outfit, you got to wear the bright white New Balances. So, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Your costume, I know you were having uh, a frustrating day at, at Boo at the Zoo, but it was a lot of fun. Good time. Boo at the Zoo is good. Get Did your all the kids love it? In. Yeah, it was good. I was I was a little underwhelmed by the Boo at the Zoo experience, but you kind of know what you're getting into. I did have an ice cream cone with a um, and until I bit into that sucker, I had no idea it was a pumpkin spice cone. And man, it really took it. It improved my experience what tenfold. A, yeah, what a pleasant surprise that would have was. Been. Uh, yeah, they 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 need to be a little bit more generous with the candy. Yeah, like you know, one piece at East Station. What are we doing here? And the animals, you know, my, my dad had a good point. They're like, well, they probably get nervous, you know, seeing all the kids out in their costumes and stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, let's risk it. You know, have the animals out. We're at the zoo. Yeah, but you only go by so many animals, you know. Like, the path only takes you by so many. And the rhinoceros was out there. Yep, it was. Actually, I uh, kind the, of out and about a little, too, the oh, rhino yeah. was. And I'm a big show, rhino guy. But he so. was walking? Oh, yeah. I've never seen it not laying down. I'm a huge, huge fan of the Louisville Zoo. Louisville Zoo's a great... I've been to the San Diego Zoo. Been all over to the zoos, TJ. Louisville's great. So what's your favorite animal at the Louisville Zoo, guys? Uh, well, that one gorilla just passed away. Yeah, you I... just keep Bob Saget now the gorilla, TJ? Just me. What? It did. <laughs> Shout out to Helen, I think. It was one of the oldest gorillas in captivity. She was like 67, which is wild. I, too, am a big gorilla guy. I, I could spend 
several hours in that enclosure. I'm right there with y'all, but I'm the orangutan. I always make the oh, hard right yeah. when you go into the zoo there, and, yeah. and we just like stare in each other's eyes. And I've, I've, I know that guy personally, or girl actually. I'm not sure. I, I really like the tiger because that tiger will just like walk up to the window and like scratch its butt up on the window. It's uh, very friendly and loves hanging out. Zoo is great though. Yeah, Helen, the gorilla was 64. Jeez. It's a big one. It's a big one. Who she survived by. Uh, other <laughs> other gorillas. <laughs> she survived. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's get back to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. This is a nice text. Matt Sack was such a bore. Sounds like he belongs on the BBC. Scooter, you absolutely suck at saying roll call. How can you suck at the roll call? <laughs> I feel like, do you guys that's agree not, with that's me? That's not a nice text, Texter. Be nice. That wasn't very nice. No, I thought wasn't. that uh, Nick Nick Roush adopted his roll call, kind of like uh, adapted into like a call, like a C-A-W-L, <laughs> like at some point over the last like year or so. But like, it's his thing, so he can do whatever he wants with it. But I was just trying to practice coming on, and I think it's, I think it's, a, it's changed a little. One more time. It's a call, but he's turned it into a like, roll call. <laughs> <laughs> We we'll have to go back and compare. Oh man! Some days in studio, he'll just yell. He'll just yell roll call. <laughs> yeah. Be like roll call. Does he move? That's another question I have. Does he like move the mic away? Or he'll move he his just... mouth away. Yeah, okay. for yeah. sure. Uh, texter five zero two four one four fourteen fifty on the Thornton's text line says it's pretty mind blowing how absolutely awful the Lakers roster currently is this season. Even if AD and LeBron were to stay healthy all season, they don't have players that can shoot or can really provide a spark offensively. Not a great look for the LeBron and the GM on the lack of moves made in the off season. I watch them play, and I like. There's very little would probably get me to be like, oh, that's a terrible NBA roster, like on opening night. But it was just painful, TJ. They suck. Ooh, Lonnie Walker, people forget that he fell asleep on his visit to UK because <laughs> he didn't feel good. Hey, Scotty Pippen Jr., go let that guy go out there and get buckets. Their roster, man, ooh, it's just abysmal. And then don't even get me started on Russell Westbrook. You saw where he um, he's he can't possibly come off the bench because he's going to get hurt because he's had the same pregame routine for 14 years. So just just pouting because he's just shooting these air balls. It's, man, that's He tough. really screwed LeBron there. Yeah, well, at least they got that one championship that one time. The injuries of the Warriors have also reduced the wear and tear on Steph and Clay. They have missed big chunks of time, so they may be able to play an extra year or two. That's a good point. You see that from time to time where you get some injuries and it's like this actually in the long run could be kind of good for you or allow you to play a little bit longer into your career. But it is crazy that they haven't really seemed to age so much. And maybe it's just because what they do isn't reliant on like athleticism, jumping, dunking, being physical. Their bread and butter is just. And they share the you, workload. You man, give me one not. little inch, and I'm going to be able to shoot yeah. it from literally anywhere 40 feet within, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, and they've done such a good job of like spreading out that workload. It's not like a lot of LeBron teams where he's carrying them on, you know, both ends of the floor. I don't think people understand Big Blue Drew and Scoots when we're in our adult diapers. In our late 40s, early 50s, uh, probably more realistically like our 80s and 90s, I think basketball is going to look so different. It's almost even tough to – it's not a Wednesday, so maybe we save this conversation for in six days. But, like, I do think in the year, like, 2070, 
basketball is going to just look so different How than so? what it does. I think people are going to be pulling up from like half court on a regular oh, basis. Four point, yeah. A four point, and line. there will be a four point line. I will almost I, guarantee that there I, will be a I'm, four point I'm line at it. some point in college bas- or just in basketball. It'll probably start in the NBA and trickle down. But I, I think it'll be like people will be. I mean, look at it. Look at how much it's grown in the mm. last twenty years. Where like Reggie Miller was an amazing three point shooter, but he wasn't necessarily known from pulling up from super deep. It was just if he was on the line and you, he had a little bit of space, it was going to go in. Now it's just like people like Trey Young, Steph, and Clay. They cross half court, and it's quite literally like it's not out of the realm of possibility. They may pull up from 36 feet and just make it. Um, so now that that's like becoming that's a thing, it's only going to become more common, and I think it's going to eventually lead to just a whole different sport. You me- be- Go ahead. You remember those games we used to play, those basketball games we used to play when we were kids, and they had like a skill competition and had those spots all over the floor, and you could hit, you could shoot from them? That's kind of what – it's like – it's like all the guys in the NBA nowadays grew up playing that too, and they're like, "Oh, Around let me world. let me shoot from here because it's a five point shot in the game." Yeah, yeah, it probably will be similar to that. Be passing someday. up threes for fours one day, like now the NBA they pass up a layup for a three. Passing up threes for fours is what our grandkids I, will be saying. I think instead of putting a line out there, they should just put big circles on the floor, and if you hit one from inside the circle, you get that point. It would, yeah, make, but, it would make the defensive assignments real interesting. The big three stuff, yeah, the way they you, do this, you, def, you defend the circles and not so much the court. Uh, then I'll take it in for a two-pointer all day, every day. That's another thing, too, is the more the game gets spread out, the more you're just going to get like easy, wide-open layups, which I don't think is the most fun thing to watch in the world. So, I don't know. It's going to be fascinating. Or monstrous jams. You're like inventing a game and like playing each other at the same time. You're like, well, then I just defend the circle, then Scoots. And he's like, well, I'll just move the circle over here, then, if you were five. <laughs> Like, well, I'll just move my players in that circle. I don't think this text was for us, but no need to be talking the UK game. Or maybe they're saying we, we're not talking at all about the football game. Is that what they were saying? No. I, or is that a, see, I, don't, I wouldn't think that was for Rutherford either because it was sent at like 7.15 I thought it was sarcasm night. that we're not talking enough Kentucky's game. Nah, who knows? That won't get you a Nick Richards rookie card. I know that. Yeah, you can kiss that rookie card goodbye. <laughs> Texter says, Tennessee opening spread is plus 14. I'm not kidding when I say this. I will be betting the most amount of money I've ever bet on a game if that's the actual spread. No. Pure comedy. That is the spread. I thought it was five and a half or something. No, that ended up being a good piece of fake news. Ah, I got duped. I was I was scoots out there yesterday. Then. I also saw that, and uh, but no, it's, it's, it's 14. Oh, wow. Okay, dang. Well, I definitely went to bed thinking that was real news. I'm not really surprised by that line. Yeah, you can bet you can get 14 on DraftKings right now. I may go ahead and do that. 14 and five surprised me. I thought it was going to fall somewhere in the middle, like seven and a half or something. No, it's it's currently 14. I'm going to put some cheddar on it as things stand right now. But getting that bet in. Here we go. I think that's pretty fair to be honest with you. It's a Kentucky team that is banged up. Has struggled at times offensively, been a little Jekyll and Hyde on that side of the ball. Defensively, it gets a lot of respect nationally. But if Tennessee just hung 52 points on that same field against Alabama, I can understand why Kentucky is a 14-point dog. I don't think it's outlandish. I don't think it's too big. Um, I mean, I obviously, I do think it's too big because I'm going to bet Kentucky. But I, I think for an opening line, I, I do get it. I think Kentucky's going to play him close. I think it's going to take a hell of an effort for UK to win, but I think Kentucky will play them close. And I also think with Georgia waiting in the balance, 
Tennessee's not going to be hungry to run it up because they're going to just want to get out of that game as healthy as possible to to get down to Athens. So I do think it's too many points, but I don't think it's like this outland. What fourteen points? I don't think that's crazy. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily think the line is crazy, and um, I'll be surprised, shocked, TJ, if Kentucky gives up like uh, definitely forty points to Tennessee. I'll be honestly surprised if they give up thirty-five or even more, assuming there's not like a defensive score or some anomalies at the end or something like that. I just, I just don't see Brad White having these two weeks, and they're not giving up fifty-two points. And I, you talk to people around the program, or people that talk to people around the program, that Tennessee that. Brad White was really ticked off with the performance last season against Tennessee. I think mm-hmm. he's going to be pretty hungry to kind of put his foot down. And, again, it's a good offense. It's really tough to stop. Alabama, I think, wanted to put their foot down and try to stop them as well. It's going to be challenging, but I'm with you. I, I like where Kentucky's at going into this game for sure. What do we got next on the text on Big Blue Drew? Ooh, let's see if I can. Uh, the odds for the MVP with Josh Allen is down to plus 139. Let's go, TJ. There's no way it's 139. What kind of odd line is that? He's plus 130 actually right now. Okay. Mistype. Got it. Well, I mean, it could have been plus 139. No I guess, way. Theoretically. Okay, chill. No way. I'm worried about Jalen Hurts. He's plus 450, which I actually think plus 450 is kind of solid value. I still think Josh Allen's going to win the MVP. I'm not backing off my bet, but I do. if it's not going to be Josh Allen, I think we can all agree it's going to be Jalen Hurts. He's having an incredible season, as is the entire team. What did we get uh, Josh Allen at when I told everybody to bet it? Plus 350. So Mm. better than plus 139, right, Scoots? That's right. And secondly... um, it pays to listen to roll call. It, it does. Hey, we got you on the Oscar National Player of the Year bet before anybody else did last year as well. So Josh Allen will win the MVP. So I hope everybody got it while you did. And again, I will say this, plus 130 is still better than negative whatever. Who do you guys like tonight for Thursday Night Football? Ooh, I hate how much I love the Cardinals. Ooh, Minus wait, two wait. and a half. Who are they playing? They're, they're hosting the Saints. Oh, my god! The Saints are going marching in to Arizona. And Will we gonna, ever get a good Thursday night game again? The the Cardinals, I think this is a fine Thursday night game. It's not Bills, Chiefs, or anything like that. But like you have Yellow two, Kyler Murray. You have, you have two offenses that have fantasy interest. I think fantasy interest is the most important thing for primetime games. Yeah, you're not. So wrong. if you have if you have like the Commanders going against the Jets, although the Jets are turning into like a decent little fantasy team, all thing. Uh, who's the running back that rushed all over? Brace Hall, baby. Gosh, he's awesome. Yep, he is really really good. Find him on my. T- Fantasy team. But yeah, as long as there's some fantasy interest in a, a primetime game, that's all I need. The records of the teams could stink for all I care, but normally those things do go hand in hand. The better teams, the better fantasy interest. So I've got I've got players rolling tonight, but I, I like the Cardinals to cover. I'll take the Saints. Give me give me Taysom Hill to run crazy. No, I hope not. Cardinals have been really underwhelming this season. Texter says Orange Leaf, yeah. not Orange Theory. Said Orange Theory. Orange Theory is a workout joint. Yeah, I've never my gone B. there. My bad. Thanks, Texter, for correcting us. Um, yeah, I've not been to Orange Theory. Had been to Orange Leaf. The yeah. two worst environments. Or what were you going to say, Big Blue Drew? I was just going to say it's like one of those like you know those new age hipster workout trends to me. I'm not going and flipping tires or like slamming sledgehammers or nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, continue. Yeah, you're you're not in like the uh, the CrossFit workouts. Nah, mm-mm. not a big. Uh, you know, I've actually been uh, been crushing the workouts, and you know, I've worked out next to about probably seven or eight times. Chris Mack frequents the uh, Westport Road uh, Planet Fitness. 
He drinking mojitos as he works out? No, nope. seems like happy. Treats everyone nicely. Just work out in, moves on. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I know there's a lot over there by the Orange Theories in the Highlands, like where you're. Wait, Chris Mack tires. goes and works out publicly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that not weird to you? A little bit, yeah. What is he supposed to do? I'm sure he has a home gym. But Imagine he would live. have a home gym better than whatever he's doing at this public place. <laughs> and secondly, I wouldn't think he'd be somebody that wants to go out and oh, and mingle amongst them. A lot of it does kind of strike me as like uh, getting out of the house, maybe a little bored, going in, you know, getting a workout to kill some time. I think um, I think someone told me his daughter's going to play volleyball at Missouri, so sometimes he rocks Mizzou gear, uh-huh. which I had to put the pieces together on that. You were but, probably um, thinking like, "Oh my gosh, I've got the yeah. scoop!" Oh, scoop, scoop! <laughs> no, um, so yeah, but anyway, yeah, Man, look, I'd rather go like hate my life at Planet Fitness for thirty or forty-five minutes than CrossFit. Yeah. Well, sure, yeah, I totally agree with that. I'm just saying, if I was a multimillionaire, I'm probably just going to be working out in the home gym. You do realize he was like, maybe he is like obligatory reasons he has to go because he was on every Planet Fitness billboard within like a hundred miles. Oh, you think miles. it's maybe like there's a contract <laughs> obligation like, uh, they're to They're like, you ain't done with like, us, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You've all made a terminate your contract, but Planet Fitness has not. Yeah, he's in there like, you got the black card? You know they got the spa back there, bro. Like, half off Gatorade. That's pretty wild. Speaking of Missouri, him wearing Missouri stuff, Missouri's head coach, who I forgot his name because it's Missouri's head coach, which no disrespect to him, but that is kind of disrespectful, I think, all things considered. Um... Dennis Gates. How could I forget? I'd like to see the NCAA tournament doubled, to be honest with you. There are some great coaches left out of the tournament and some great players we don't get to see. Double it. Oh, my gosh. You all, there are too many voices talking about an expanded NCAA tournament. And if there's one thing I can promise you is I'm going to be obnoxious to make sure that doesn't happen. If, if there's one thing in sports, all of sports right now that is right, it's the NCAA tournament. It's a tough hill to climb <laughs> for doing? folks like us, everybody that is against this, which should be the – I think it is the majority of folks. But it's a, it's, it's going to be some tough sledding because, one, cash is king. An expanded NCAA tournament is more money for everybody. So you're going to have to convince people to say no to more money, which they absolutely need to do. You need to say no to more money in this instance. Two, coaches are going to go to their media friends – and media friends are going to write stories about it, but it's in the coach's best interest to have an expanded playoff because, hey, we made the NCAA tournament. If He's they go one to hundred great coaches, it doesn't make it. Imagine that, TJ. <laughs> you, you, you are your 128 team NCAA tournament. That means more coaches get to tell their bosses, their athletic directors, "I made the tournament. Mm-hmm. I made the tournament." You can't win the big dance unless you're there, and we're in the big dance. So you're going to have influence from national medias, from their coach buddies, saying, "I'll give you access if you write some flattering articles about an expanded NCAA tournament." So you're going to have a bunch of goobers out there that are going to be pushing for this, and we need to collect tell them all no and unfortunately one is the sec commissioner greg sankey he talks about he he has been kind of pushing that i really wish the athletic directors in the sec would say no but again this can be tough because a lot of people are going to be for this he says i think there's ways for us to to think about creating access points that bring more people into the game of college basketball which i think can be healthy if it's done the right way and uh, he comes on the Denison show from time to time. Kyle Nenrip. Nenrip? Is that how you pronounce Ned it? Nenrip. Nenrip. Okay. Nenrip. Nenrip. Yeah. That's how it's spelled, actually. Exactly. Believe it or not. Funny <laughs> how that works. Kyle Nenrip said he keeps using the word access. Isn't the regular season and conference tournament accessible to everybody? 
Thank you. For people that are like, we need more teams. More teams need to get a chance to go to the big dance. You have a chance. You have a conference tournament. You could have the worst regular season of all time, and you still get that golden ticket opportunity in the conference tournament to win four games in a row, three games in a row, five games in a row, however many it is for you in your conference tournament, to do that. I mean, look at, acti- Kentucky, look at Kentucky women's basketball last year. Dead in the water, and then they win the tournament. Yeah, and then they lost their first tournament game. Uh, but they caught lightning in a bottle, and they got rings for it. And it, you know, it was a huge to do. But you're right; it gives you have an opportunity to do it if all the if all the stars align. We don't need more access. There's plenty of access. There are so many ways to make the NCAA tournament. In the bubble. We always talk about how weak it is and how bad it is. We don't need to expand that. One, have a good regular season. Bada boom, bada bing. You're in. Two. Win your conference tournament. Bada boom, bada bing. You're in. You don't do one of those two things. Why should you compete for a national championship, you dweebs? You don't deserve it. You know it's going to be a tough problem with this too, TJ. It's similar to how we were discussing the NBA as kind of like an outsider's view looking in because we don't have an NBA team. I would say the average sports fan kind of is more like that with college basketball, I guess you could say. The average, of, especially for March Madness, you know, there's that – Everyone in the country just kind of observes that. They're going to be all in favor for expanded because we can't have any moderation in this country. If something's good, we just want more of it, more of it. So their voice will be loud too because I think anybody that doesn't follow the sport closely is just automatically going to think more March Madness better. That's scary. Because it is like it, it's a very sim, you know, you more money, more people happy, more people involved. Who doesn't want that? Every Karen that's won money in the office pool from here to California is going to be cheering because they think they're going to just dominate the office pool again. College basketball, it needs some, it needs some leadership in just the absolute worst way. People that actually care about the sport. Oh man, a texture. Uh, well, let's take our last break. How does that sound, Scoots? Let's do it. Let's do it. Man, people are really running with the Chris Mack reports. <laughs> I think you you got the paparazzi, maybe. Kind of <laughs> wish I wouldn't have gave the exact location. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, in my experience, though, like the, his reputation and just casual observing and social settings. I've got nothing against. Like I've got nothing seems against. Seems like Chris he's Mack. happy, so I'm happy for him. Think he tried his best to try to like get the U of L fan base pumped up, revved up. He played the role, played villain to Calipari when he could. Uh, ultimately, though, just didn't didn't win enough games. And and coaching, you're in the business of winning games. We'll come back one final segment. We'll wrap up the Thornton's text line. We'll tell you about our friends at Salsaritas and Shady Rays when we return here on Kentucky Roll. Roll call. <laughs> Welcome back. One final segment of your Thursday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. We've got special guest Big Blue Drew in the house. Make sure you're following him. 
on Twitter at Big Blue Drew and following his work at Sea of Blue and the Kentucky Dad Podcast. You can follow the Kentucky Dad Podcast on Twitter and get all the updates when there's a new episode at Kentucky Dad Pod. You ever gonna have scoots on the Kentucky Dad Pod? And you may say, "Well, he's not a, he's not a father. Why would we do that?" He was almost a father. Whoa! Based on a sex contract. If that's not interesting for the dad pod, I don't know what would be. Yeah, it sounds like I actually had mentioned having him and Trevor on to get like two of the like most non dad perspectives ever. So I think the two of you together, I'd love to just that would be fun. ask random I, questions, like maybe like what to do in an emergency, and I'll give you like multiple choice. The stuff April like that. Fool's dad edition. <laughs> yeah. I, I would I would love to do that, but if Trevor's involved, I'll never get a word in. Oh, oh, oh shots fired! A lot of hostility between the producers of Big X. You don't want to let them in a room together. I was on the phone with him last night. I tried to get off the phone like five times. Like, Trevor, I've got to go. And he would just proceed on with the story. Like, Trevor, I don't care. I have to go. There's actually, you guys should definitely do more uh, friendly competition between shows. I mean, whatever. If it's like competitions yeah, between they don't, you and Trevor, you they, and Mike. They don't, they, they don't, they don't. They're they don't, scared. They don't mess with us. They There's, don't want the smoke. Like, you know, we could do like, I don't know, Connect Four, stuff like that. There is nothing friendly about mine and Trevor's bet. I'll tell you that. There, There is not. They didn't show up to the Big X golf scramble. Rutherford didn't show up to the Big X Christmas party last year. Oh, wait. It, Trevor's mad at you, TJ. Why was he mad at you? Oh, he can be mad at me. He, sa- he said you all are now even for the golf scramble thing. I'll have to think about it, what it was. He was he was ticked. Oh, because you all never let him do picks. And I was telling him how oh, yeah, I, right. I do yeah. picks every Friday. He said the only time he ever got to do them is if you had to miss and he had to read your picks. <laughs> yeah, that's – I don't get – What's your bet for, 500 bucks? Is it 500 bucks? Well, let me ask you, Scoots. Let's, say you, let's just say you lose a bet. You do lose and yeah. $500 is on the line. Mm-hmm. And you have the option between paying Trevor Kelsey 500 crispy $100 bills or letting him put on a boxing glove and punching you in the face as hard as he could. Oh. Which one do you take? I'll do the boxing glove. That's a, I'll probably take five hundred. Is a lot of money. I think I could. I'd get slugged for five hundred. A hundred bucks. I'd probably just pay him. Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I mean, and Trevor's not the most athletic. So how much could a punch from him hurt? Yeah, that's a good point too. That's what you'd have. What to if I mean, he'd be sli- he he'd be swinging there, slow. A half, there's a half decent chance he'd just miss you, <laughs> or get hurt himself. I mean, the dude did fall down and nearly break his neck just kicking a soccer ball. I can't even I, watch that video, dude. It it scares me every time. It, I think I'm he's with get, you. Like seriously, injured. I go back and I'm like, I thank goodness that we could have been like an ambulance coming out on the on the pitch, and then would have been a big 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 boy for the EMTs yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to have to get on up there. Oh, I'm so happy it didn't it didn't go down that way. He was okay, but I bet he was feeling that for a while. Oh, he, yeah. never, he never told us he was. But I bet he was feeling that for for a good bit. Uh, let's keep on with the Thornton sex line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. The two worst environments I've ever been in were UK versus UConn in two thousand nine and UK versus IU in twenty twelve. UConn fans were awful and classless. Assembly Hall was the most racist and vile environment I've ever been in. Cal wasn't scared of playing IU. He didn't want to deal with their classless fan base. If the game is back, do one at the Yum Center and the next at Lucas Oil. Lucas Oil would be sweet. It, it would mm-hmm. probably be. You'd want security to be <laughs> as as beefed up as possible. But that Sweet 16 game was down in the Georgia Dome in Atlanta, and that you know there were ten thousand plus IU fans, fifteen thousand plus Kentucky fans. I mean, there was a ton of both down there for that one. If you did it at Lucas Oil, it'd even be more. Yeah, you just hear that story echoed so many times. You know, like we were just talking about. There's so many people that if Cal says. 
red, they're going to say blue, and everybody that was in the building that night sticks by the same story of it just being like a complete horror show. I, I just so. don't know like why people are so quick to discredit Kentucky fans that are like, we got spit on. We had we had beers thrown at us walking to and from the game. Uh, there were people that nearly were trampled, which I get that's a court storming thing. That's not a common thing. But I don't know why people are so quick to just be like, well, don't be such a baby. It's like it's a sporting event. People want to be able to go to a game, have fun, watch it, and not feel like their life is being threatened in the process of doing it. Um, I've heard about the UConn fans in that New York and Madison Square Garden. That was the John Wall game. I heard that they were just awful that night. The worst opposing fans I've ever come across were West Virginia fans in 2010. I wanted to go to that game, that Kevin Knox game, so bad. Oh, in Morgantown? I bet that would have been awesome. Mine was the Elite Eight game, unfortunately. And that's a good example, man. I was thinking about, like, if I ended up going to that game as a fan, like, I don't know that I wanted to, like, walk in there in blue with me and my girl or something at that game in Morgantown because I'm sure it was, ugh. Why would I even want to go to Morgantown? The the next texter says, the Rand Paul story, did you do that on purpose when I was talking about IU being the messy neighbor? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, the the left is really quick to to bring up that Rand Paul got assaulted by his neighbor, but I bet if the parties were reversed, it'd be like, uh, it was a political figure that was attacked. Also, Rand Paul did nearly get shot at, too. He's had a bad, he's had a bad string of, of uh, attacks on him. Oh, I did that. Skip that one. Or did you just say no, the same it's one twice? twice? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, yikes. Wasn't part of the problem during that game. Kentucky's administration went to IU and requested some ushers for the section with players' parents, and IU denied that request. That's what they say. I can tell you with 100% certainty, Indiana did not have extra ushers to fulfill that request. What? Wait, how can you say this with 100% Because I, w- I was an usher. He, oh, yeah. okay. The plot thickens. So it's Sorry. like we, really, the, we had the, the team, negative experience oh, all starts and ends at Scoot. Scoot no, I was not there. Protected the I was not there. Scoot specifically, yeah. like I know how many ushers were in two thirty-two that night. Yeah, but you could have you, you stopped it if you had been there. No, because I would have been freaking taking tickets like a loser. <laughs> God, I, that that oh, I'm so mad still. Should have been mid been tickets mid-court. at that game would be like uh, the biggest badge of honor for any Indiana no, person. Dr- have you heard the story about that game? So I'm an usher every game in the balcony, midcourt. Oh, no. You every single game. I show up to work that day. They say, yeah, you're going to be taking tickets today. I looked at them. I said, yeah, I'm going to be watching this game from home. Oh, and I turned gosh. around and walked out. Yikes! That's that's. I actually genuinely feel bad for you. Couldn't you've like taken tickets and then been done? You know, with about ten minutes left in the first half, and then just yeah. But I wanted to watch the whole game. I didn't want to watch. No, because the ticket takers have to stay through the whole game in case anybody leaves and tries to come back. It like you have to. They don't get to go home when everybody's in. We had a huge, probably like a twenty to thirty team beer pong tournament that day, which. I won. No big deal. Not a huge deal. And then we had everybody stay over, and we watched the game, and uh, people weren't happy afterwards. It was my daughter's birthday, and I don't care. It was her worst fourth birthday ever. (laughs) Deal with it. (laughs) Jeez, please. No happy birthday this year. The watch shot. Canceled. A texter says, Scoops is, they say Scoops, Scoops is is basically saying Cal shouldn't care about player safety. You all, y'all fans spit on people, and I think some racist stuff was said to players' parents. No, I'm not saying that Cal shouldn't care about player safety. I'm saying that that game was a one-off. It's not going to be like that every single time. I'm sick of talking about this, but you know another element of this is too, I think it it really, the 
I think the people that were offended the most were UK players' families. So in a way, Cal's always kind of standing up for them behind the scenes as well um, because I think that was the biggest takeaway there. But moving on. Scoots is all right. He doesn't care about player safety. No, I do. Yeah, I wouldn't take a team back there, says one texter on the Thornton's text line. Cal's job is to teach and protect his players from stuff like that. And again, it would be a reward for them. Scoots, if when Kentucky goes back to Assembly Hall, mm-hmm. let's say IU wins, mm-hmm. they rush on the floor? No, nah, if Kentucky's not number one, no shot. <laughs> what if Kentucky's uh, number one? Uh, probably. Yeah. What if they're number four? Nah, I wouldn't. I couldn't see that happening. Okay. Unless it's a unless it's a buzzer beater again, then then maybe IU would have a chance when that game actually happens to like be funny and like kind of cute about it. Like you know, like when Kentucky comes out, they could clap and like just try to be really proper and like polite and nice and stuff like that. Just go way over the top with it, <laughs> which would be like a good troll. But they won't. Mm-mm. They won't. They'll just be total loons. If they're not going to rush the floor for top five, I bet you is upon entering in, like you as a ticket taker, this time you're also going to have to have a pamphlet with like floor storming etiquette and here's what we're going <laughs> to yeah. do. And I guarantee they're going to have something. It'll be on the board or something. Yeah. I. Uh, what if Kentucky, Kentucky fans storm the court? play oh, at an arena of a place where they cut down nets after losses. It's just not something that you should do. Any Kentucky it's fan that goes to UK a, basketball. Assembly Hall ago. should storm the court at Assembly Hall if we beat them. That'd be awesome. Oh, my gosh. Think of, like, the outrage. <laughs> uh, then then it wouldn't be so fun. You know, at that point, it's just it's, it was dangerous. UK fans shouldn't have done it. A texter says, that's not the full story, according to folks who were there. A large number of IU fans were nasty to our players' families before and during the game. It had nothing to do with wins or losses. The damage was done that day, long before the Crapford shot. Not the Watford shot. Crapford. The Crapford shot. That's a good say. one. Yeah, that's another thing, too, is that like Calipari's been doing all this stuff for a while. Do you... I, do we not just believe that like he's got his reasons and they couldn't have some validity to him? Or are they just not good enough for old scoots? Not like, sure. he's been doing this a lot. He's played in a lot of hostile You should have caught in sick today, Scoots. It was just a bad day. That was a good time. We're, we're no, a, I, I, love talk, I love nothing more than talking about this. But, obviously something happened. Didn't make Calipari happy. Uh, it does seem to evolve around the players' families, but even just casual UK fans there, they all have their horror stories. Mm-hmm. It'd be kind of cool if when the game goes back to Assembly Hall, especially there'll be even more years removed and those guys will be old. It'd be cool to me if uh, maybe Cal invited some of them back, had them on the bench. How cool would that be? Bring some of the the, the national championship players. Here's, you know, get here's, the rings out there popping. Here's oh, yeah, the and thing. wear the rings too, for yeah. sure. Here's the thing for me. So it sucks. Like I hate that... Kentucky had this experience that year, and I'm not trying to defend Indiana by any means, but, but this this happens elsewhere. You know, like, this isn't the only place this happened. I mean, you all talked about West Virginia. That texter talked about UConn. Like, that is just the nature of college basketball. Yeah, and well, I, I, I low-key kind of hate that. My West Virginia experience was a neutral site. That UConn experience was a neutral site. Technically, it was in New York. What um, happens at home gyms, too? It does. I mean, but I... T- 
Kentucky played at Kansas this past season. You didn't hear any horror stories. I went into a UK road game at Kansas in 2016. Yeah, I wouldn't hear you any know, horror stories either if if my, if Kentucky went into Assembly Hall and won by 30. You wouldn't have heard any of this. I don't think that's true. I think you were going to hear about the way the players' families were treated directly behind the bench, too. It's not like they were up in the nosebleeds with like some of the, you know, with with some of the with with people they were like in the the donor seats like the richest of the rich that the mm-hmm. arena has to offer and they still just had supposedly pretty horrible experiences and the fact of the matter is it's just not a game Kentucky has to do so it's like all these things happen they're annoying i know people are sick of us talking about it we're going to move on but we're just reading text at this point it's not something Kentucky has to sign up for if they don't want to have to deal with it mm-hmm. and that's what I don't think people understand. It's almost like they think it's like God's right to college basketball to have these teams play one another. Well, no, you kind of ruined their chance at that happening. But sounds like it's back 2025-2026. You want to get this one, Big Blue Drew? Uh, where are we at? Where are we at? Uh, I'm 48. Yep. I'm 48 from Western Kentucky. I grew up with this rivalry. I'll be happy to have it back. It's much bigger to me. Then the so-called Tennessee rivalry that didn't exist until Matt Ford suddenly started his propaganda campaign about what a historic rivalry it has always been. Matt Fordy is Fordy. what that texter says, which is funny. I, I consider Tennessee a bigger rival, and I know Indiana has significantly more basketball tradition than Tennessee does, but you're playing twice a year, sometimes three times a year. You're playing for conference championships. You're playing for conference tournament championships. That's more meaningful than just a regular season game. And I've got people in my family that are IU fans, and I have gone to several UK IU games. It is something that I grew up with as well. It just doesn't stick with me. I don't like maybe if IU had been good over the last two decades, I'd feel differently. But they're just they are as mediocre of a basketball program as it gets. And Tennessee has been just as successful as a basketball program in that time span as IU has been. You know what ruined all this? Playing for conference stakes with them, IU. It's just meaningless. This or that, unless they meet in the tournament, of course. You get your wish if Kelvin Sampson doesn't send too many texts. He's so. still he's still the coach at Indiana. Indiana is Houston, basically. I don't. I think IU with Kelvin Sampson would have done very well. So you're probably right about that. When I covered the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight in Kansas City, uh, he's with Houston. You know, and they asked him like, "Oh, what's the biggest difference with like college basketball recruiting?" You know, kind of worded the question with the troubles he's had. And I, I believe his response was, uh, "There ain't there there wasn't no wiretaps back then." <laughs> yeah, that was why. I mean, that was pretty. That was pretty bad. <laughs> Um, ever-changing landscape of college athletics, but that was impermissible text messages was a silly reason to have somebody end up getting fired. I think I've said it since. I think Indiana wins a championship that year if it wasn't for that. They could have. He's a great coach. Kelvin Sampson's one of one of the best coaches in college basketball. Big Blue Drew, you still hooping and getting buckets? Woo! Um, about pre six months ago, I said absolutely not. But yes, I am. I'm I'm hooping, getting buckets right now. I've been working out, trying to stay in shape. So. Catch me serving up buckets at a Southeast Christian church near you. Did I hear you were golfing too? I've, um, I think, uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, go- I'm a golfer now. No big deal. I think <laughs> I'll be uh, to golfing tomorrow. Uh, maybe my sixth time going golfing. So I'm really excited. Guess my basketball invite's been lost in the snail mail. I think it might be with my Halloween party invitation. Guess my mm-hmm. guess my golf invite's been lost in the snail oh, mail. Oh, we're going golf. I just had to get I just had to get functional. I didn't want to go out and be like 
I, I get that. You know what I, I mean? I get that, Scoots. He's trying to just get his bearings down. Yeah. Scoots loves just beating up on people that like shoot in the 130s, 140s. That's for not true. Just, pl- just plumbly, bro. He's, he's, he's a maniac. He's a sick <laughs> man. What is one thing you guys miss the most about high school? Plumley, bro, you cannot ask us this monthly. I already, I already said mine uh, the other day. Uh, the girls. girls. Qu- easy. I'm with you on Square that. Square pizza. Um, at St. X, it was definitely just lunches. Lunches at St. X were amazing. It was great food. Metabolism worked a little bit better back then as well. Good times all around. St. X lunches. Bosco sticks. I dipped my Bosco sticks in my slushies. You don't miss the girls? Oh, wait. Nah, I know. I don't miss the girls. We didn't have any girls at our school. <laughs> We had a focus on our relationship with God. Ever heard of him? Yeah, ever heard of him? And we focused on a little thing called academics and stewardship. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Scoots. I don't know what they were teaching at Pekin. Girls made it it easier. My high school freshman class started with like around 80 and we graduated like 18. It was like statistically one of the worst high schools like in the state. What? 80 to 18? I'm telling you, you can like. Where'd everybody go? uh, The streets? Yeah. The, the they belong to the streets now. Jeez. That, that ratio was right. I know it was like seriously like well under fifty percent, like twenty to thirty percent of us that started finished high school pregnancies, all that stuff. So that's a big one. Sheesh, right, Scooch? Sheesh. The game of assembly was like a party gone bad. Ah. We came over, your crazy family was there, and acted up. Your drunk neighbor came by, started a fight, and someone drank all the beer we brought. In the future, we can still hang. You can come over to our place. We can be friendly at someone else's party, but we're not putting ourselves back in that bad situation at your place. That's from Shano. Pretty good analogy. That's a good analogy. Spot on, Shano. We also had a tweet, um, normally a good way to bypass the Thornton's text line. But uh, time has passed, unfortunately. Billy says, IU deserve cream so much. They were so perfect for each other. Just dorks mm-hmm. cashing in on their past accomplishments. It, it, the, probably when the IU fan base, though, was rocking and rolling the most. They haven't really been rocking and rolling that much since. Maybe this year will be a little different. But oh, this year will be different. It really Trust never me. turned into the fever pitch under Archie that it was at the height of Crean, which that was part of my issue is that, like, a lot of this is taught by like it's it's like brought on by its coaches and Tom Crean was the one who was turning that place into a hornet's nest more than anybody else. So maybe with Woodson being there, and again, who even knows if Woodson will be there by the time these games roll oh, around? Oh yeah, Woodson's but there for life. Whoever, hopefully, the coaches at IU will just be like, hey, you all, let's have a good time, let's be rowdy. Uh, let's not be total and complete. Well, and that's the good thing about Woodson is he's he's the old school guy, Bobby Knight guy. That that would not happen. I don't know if that's uh, we don't need anybody don't, out there getting choked. I don't know if I don't know if Tom Crean realized that he was stirring up the hornet's nest. I think he wanted. I, I think he did, and I think he thought like this is going to be one of the toughest places to play if you guys are this raucous. And uh, well, it was, but unfortunately, you also would lose like Northwestern randomly at home. No kidding. Hell yeah, Rad was the best movie I'd ever yeah. seen for a period of time in my childhood. Thrashing was also great. Thrashing's pretty good, but uh, yeah, nothing holds a candle to uh to the movie Rad. What do we got next, Big Blue Drew? Oh, uh, I just lost my place. Let's see. Oh, I'm right here. I hate that coaches don't seem to have the freedom to give a star player a day off in the NBA. Is there an actual rule? I just remember hearing about complaints and possibly fines when fans complained about being at a game where LeBron set out. Boo-hoo. <laughs> The team should be free to play, not play whoever they want to. I did. I don't know if it was a barstool theory. I actually didn't even click on the link, but I can only guess that they were suggesting that, like, why don't the Lakers just sit LeBron out until 
the playoffs or close to the playoffs, and then boom, you'd get like 100% healthy LeBron when other teams were not at 100%. Pretty good idea. I think the only issue for the Lakers would be getting there. Well, and there are there are rules, I believe, against they changed. You can't do the load management. I think that there are rules, and I kind of disagree with the texture a little bit because I I see a lot of um, validity in the fact that you know maybe your your son's the biggest LeBron fan ever, and you've planned to go to that game for however long. So I get that those games need to happen sometimes, but um, I believe it was the Spurs, right? I think it was the Spurs that were doing it the most, and kind of a. Uh, got the league involved, but I think Joe DiMaggio said, too, like, why do you play so hard every day? Because somebody might be here that's never seen me play before. So I've always, that always stuck to me. And I think the, the pros make enough to where fans should, if they buy a ticket to see the Lakers, they should expect to see LeBron play unless there's something going on. I also I kind of mostly agree with the texter, but that is a good line. A texter says, I swam in the Ohio River, but in Kentucky. That was from my swim in the Arkansas River, but in Colorado. Wow. Oh. Arkansas players paint their fingernails. Nobody cares what their fans think. Hmm. They do? I don't know. Or I remember Jaylen, when Aaron Harrison Jaylen... almost fought that kid from Arkansas. Yeah. John here. Hey, John. How you doing, buddy? Good morning, everyone. IU and UK. Wow, that would be awesome. But yes, it must be a neutral site series. Last time we were at that high school gym and IU won, instead of acting like a five-time national championship program, they instead acted like a bunch of bums running towards a liquor store giving out free Mad Dog 2020 <laughs> in a brown paper bag. John, maybe this may be Honestly. one of your best texts of all time. So second IU, Woo. take what you can get and like it. Exactly. Otherwise, keep daydreaming about what you used to be because as of right now, you aren't that anymore. Well, got to go talk to you later. Later. John, Woo! great text there, buddy. Bringing the fire, Absolutely yeah. love it. That rad text from the Nick card, I mean... I, th- I think the texter is implying that since he identified, like, or his text about rad, would that be oh, worthy yeah. of the card? And as it was a great text, and I agree it is the best movie ever, I'm not sure that that warrants one of these cards yet. They say, I, I sent that in before the contest was announced <laughs> about the finest films ever but released. Hey, there's time left, and podcasters, don't forget, you can get your text in, too. I'll tune into the show tomorrow and see if there's any uh, there's any real bangers. I would um, I'd strongly consider John's text there. That was, John's that was really a good, good one. Yeah. The best text I can put out, UK football has beaten U of L a combined 153 to 44 with 1,633 total yards of offense and 1,219 rushing yards. Complete domination in the past three games, plus two of those games were with Grant as the offensive <laughs> coordinator. Wow, that's a bad time to be a U of L fan. Good text into the Thornton's text line. We love hearing from him. Trevor and Scoots are great for reminding me what you can do with free time. Scoots, the only SNES game, uh, Super Nintendo, game you need is Zelda, A Link to the Past. I guess you never played Jurassic Park, Texter? Whoa! That is a need to have in the collection. Really? I've never played Jurassic Park. Oh, it's awesome. You just go around and collect collect dinosaur eggs and Uh, get chased by T-Rexes. Do want to remind you, Saucerita's is great. Go there for lunch or dinner today. Download the Saucerita's app. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown, and St. Matthews. We went to Iroquois last night. Fastest trip there ever in about an hour. Never waited. The Iroquois pumpkin thing. Pumpkin thing. I've never been out there, actually. It's really cool. You just got to go at the right time. Otherwise, it could turn into like a three-hour event versus like a 45-minute event. 
And this is where I make a joke about not wanting to be in the south end for three to four hours. Hey, right, insert, boom. Severe Wheeler Day. <laughs> it should be Big Blue Drew Day. And if you don't know what Big Blue Drew stands for, <laughs> give it a quick Google. In honor of Big Blue Drew Day, we should all roll up our jeans and wear our snazziest sneakers. I often do think when I'm referred to as BBD that that could go bad real quickly. So ca- use caution there. I might suggest not Googling that. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a little chilly today. Tomorrow will be a good day to roll up your, your pants about ankle, ankle length or so to uh, let them breathe. About 72 tomorrow. <laughs> thought it was BBC. Uh-oh. Whoa. Scoot. <laughs> Whoa. <sighs> Can't take it, you anywhere. <laughs> it just doesn't take much imagination to get there, Scoots, and thanks for that. <laughs> Have your listeners vote for Paige Fitzhuge so they can't beat the U of L tailgate guy. I voted for Paige. Who who is the U of L tailgate guy? I don't know, but he looks like a dweeb. Wow, Scoots is on fire today. Um, oh, Louisville Planet Fitness is where you find most, where you find all the former stars. Word on the street is that you can find Marcus Lee there from time to time. Oh yeah, not Marcus Lee, but I've noticed um, a good observation from Kroger Field this season. TJ, which is what I'm here for, hard hitting journalism is. Uh, Darius Miller is highly competitive in cornhole. He's on the same block every Saturday, smoking fools. And, uh, uh, he'd ready get for the, the game. business from old TJ, that's for sure. <laughs> Marcus Lee's in Louisville. It's weird if that's true. Isn't that just an opinion? Why was it a one-off? Why would fans act differently in the future? I'm not against going there. I just don't understand why it was a unique day for IU fans. In my in my experience, they were all going through something. In my experience, Indiana fans are not what they've been described from that day. But they were. I mean, they no, just, no, they, they no, were, no. I'm saying, okay, no, they, okay. I, I've heard enough to know they were that day, but overall, as a whole, and all the experiences I've had, it's not like that. Last text says, "Wanted to apologize to Big Blue Drew. Growing up, I worked him on the local neighborhood goals. TJ too. Fake news. Who was that? Your brother. Wait, you, you, no, that's not true. I played a game of twenty-one. <laughs> With tips recently, and you just talk about having a good day, man. Twenty one with tips, twenty one with time. tips as an adult. So what was it? You're doing one well. hand all the way back to zero, two half, or was it? Uh, we were kind of doing what you and Scoots were doing earlier. We were just making rules up as we went. Like, <laughs> no, wait, it's uh, you're back to fifteen or one handed tips. You go back to zero. Yep. Two handed, you cut your number in half. Okay. Yeah. What about dunk tips? Because we're lowering goals in my neighborhood. Dunk baby. tip, you're out. You got to go home. <laughs> yeah. No, really, that's how we would <laughs> yeah. play it. Like dunk tip, you're out till the until there's another dunk tip, and then you come back in, the other person goes out. I never play dunk tips. Oh, we would do dunk tips on low goal. With tips is about the only way to beat me in game of 21. Whoa. Do you do anything like when it's game point, you know, 20, you got to go back down. Do you like, remember people used to like lick their finger and like write stuff on the ball to like give you bad juju? No, I mean, I don't go that far, <laughs> but I may roll the ball to you. I'll throw it to you with a little bit of spin. Maybe do the fake mooning before you shoot. The uh, fake mooning's a classic. Always a good time. Shout out to Randy Moss. All right, we are out of time for the show today. Big Blue Drew, this woo-hoo! was a lot of fun. Always it always fun. flies always by fun. when we have you on the show. Thanks for breakfast. And thank you for breakfast. You're a stand-up guy. Uh, you just... You know, maybe maybe Roush, you you take this fraternity leave a little bit longer, rush a few other fraternities. No, we're just kidding. Roush should be back someday. We don't know when. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. This is Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Big Blue Drew, and Justin Kalen.